Hi, Meg. Hi, Karen. So we had these sweet questions that were just dripping in like a beautiful uh, irrigation, like a beautiful shower. <laughs> these lovely questions would come in. And then in our last episode, we just came right out with our desires, 10,000 questions. And then it got real quiet. <laughs> Do you think we were too thirsty? Just, <laughs> Coming on a little too we strong. Just, we just Coming in, in too hot. We came in too hot. We we pushed. We do that in. sometimes. I hope not. <laughs> Listen, we can go slow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Karen Trace, and I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Oh, everybody, there's more love we want to share with you. It's so beautiful. We get so much love. We love the love. You guys got to hear it. Got to hear it. Okay. One gal from Facebook says, I just want to say that your observations about the awakened non-dual community were spot on for me. If that awareness may be looking out and blinking, but where's the party? <laughs> I, as a gnome, I adore depth, but I want some flavor. Awakening for her was a thrill, but she's ready to chop wood and carry water. Integrated. Yum. Yeah. She says, I'm sorting through all this shit, and I'm happy to have found you ladies. I may even keep Facebook to check this thread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we dare you. We dare you. Keep Facebook. Yep. Keep your Netflix and your Prime and... Yeah. Yeah. Keep screens, keep like, you know, it, 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 if it's aligned. Yeah. Yeah. It can all be included, people. Totally. She says, thank you for sharing your integrity and having some fun while you're at it. That's, that's exactly what we're looking for. Mwah. Here's another one. She says, I appreciated your comments about awakening versus surfing the form, Kieran. I had a major aha moment after listening to your podcast and there was definitely a deep relaxation Perhaps because fairies, she's a fairy, are always scolded for being, well, fairies. (laughs) (laughs) True enough. It's like my internal should monologue got switched off, and I feel much more present experiencing those moments of unprovoked happiness. (laughs) We love you so much, you guys. Okay. Do we have another one? Oh, yes, we do have one more. Excuse me. Yes, this one is so sweet. Side note. (laughs) My gnome, this is from a fairy. My gnome friends, who I have shared this podcast with, always immediately try to dive super deep into the information about it and are hyper skeptical, and it cracks me up. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, mm. so good. Okay. Um, picking up a couple of questions that we got two weeks ago because yep. we just could have heard crickets this week. <laughs> it's just true. Pure silence. <laughs> <laughs> and we love silence, but. But, but, come on. Okay, the question is a real juicy one. Actually, there's two real juicy ones we, we'd actually held back for a while because to get into them, yeah. I have a, a lot to say. <laughs> and Megan has a lot to say. But I think what Megan has to say is really clear and intelligent and insightful. And probably mine is too. <laughs> but what it, 
It's a little veer off of the traditional mm. Avatar podcast. So bear with us while we weave the Avatar podcast together with the podcast, <laughs> the alternative podcast we would do if we did a podcast about our daily work life. There's an alternate universe in which we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that starts now. The question is, how does mental health affect your avatar? An example. Say there's an elf who gets a bipolar diagnosis. Is this in some way affecting our avatar? Okay, I got too much to say about this. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna whittle it down, but this is my passion project. This is something I could talk about for days. Okay, let's just start. The term mental health, don't like it. <laughs> um, mental health is not actually a thing. It's, it's a wrongly worded thing for what we call healing. Um, we use the term pain body to describe the root issue that humans are dealing with. When we're at the level of a mental health diagnosis, we're way down the line. We're at the like behavioral point of like a, like a bipolar swing um, that, is, that is way down the line from the core wound. So when we use the term pain body, it's Eckhart Tolle's term, we are talking about a core fear along with a core wound that has a mental, emotional, and physical layer. It's something very tangible you can put in your hand versus this mental health diagnosis. It's way down the line of the root thing. It also is not something tangible. You can't, you can't treat it. You, and we see this all the time with therapists. We'll just go round and around with kind of behavioral training or cognitive behavioral treatment or mindfulness training, but they never pull out the root issue. So um, and then that makes sense to me because the root issue is not being addressed. Yeah. If you're down the line at the mental behavioral yep. and then the tools you're using are mind, these cognitive reframes, yep. these mindfulness, behavioral them, tools or neuroscience tools, you you're know, using you're gonna, the mind yes. to attend to the mind. Yes. Meanwhile, the root is a, is, is not being able to be touched in exactly. that kind of thing. Okay. And the root uh, are these core beliefs and fears, and, and they're stored in the body. And these core beliefs and fears are shared. They're also not um, located in, in an individual person. They're something we inherit as humans. They are um, really old beliefs that... Um, that need that that are there aren't they're they're unique expressions for each person, but I think it's really important for people to know that they didn't originate in you. You are not the problem. Um, you are not a sick person. There is a an untruth belief that you have. And I think though a lot of people are like, but how do I find those beliefs or what are those beliefs? But I think yeah. when we're talking about this as a root, yeah, part of the eventual healing of that in real transformation is to finally put awareness on that. Yes. But what are those? So what are yeah. the core beliefs? What are the root ones? Some common ones are root ones are um, not safe, a fundamental belief that I'm not safe, a fundamental belief that I'm unworthy or not good enough, a fear or belief that I'm not, I don't belong or I'm unlovable. Um, a belief in injustice in the world, um, and all of them really tied to a core, core human fear of abandonment. And so that's what we're really looking at, and that's what we treat and heal. We don't treat or heal mental health diagnoses. Um, and so there, these common diagnoses would be like, like an anxiety disorder. The root is actually not good enough or not safe. 
um, or if you have a depressive disorder, the root, and again, we're going to hold these really lightly. This is, uh, could be a lot of things, but generally the root for something like a depressive disorder is an injustice belief or a belief in not safe. And then all these depressive behaviors come as a result of believing this, this core thing. Um, when it comes to something like bipolar, you've got probably a root belief in unworthiness that's going to push the person to be in a kind of manic state attempting to achieve worthiness. Um, so these are common diagnoses and most people would at some point hit, you know, hit the diagnostic criteria for an anxiety disorder, or depressive disorder, because we all share these beliefs. So but there are some people that are very debilitated at the behavior level. Absolutely. And are looking for support. And where we work is right there at those roots because yes. it's actually, ironically, much easier to transmute and completely yes. transform at the root. When you know, if you're if you're picking weeds out of the garden, you know, if you can pull the root out, exactly, it, it really can make a big difference. Yes. And so, um, but when we're talking about beliefs, it's not, you're not consciously believing this. No, it's It has to do with the, we, you know, like through our courses and we, you know, we have three courses in a year. We're, we're talking about bringing this awareness to start to notice how these behaviors on the surface are linking to these deeper belief systems. Exactly. And yeah. so much of it is profoundly unconscious. Totally. Um, and we utilize awareness. We don't use the mind to go find those pain bodies and pull them out of the system. Um, we have that mental layer that we're going to do inquiry with, and then we have a, we do a healing in the body that actually pulls the root out. Transform it. We're using source energy and awareness. Yeah. Okay, but there's a part of this question that I think is really interesting about the way these diagnoses might co-align to an avatar. Yes. Like she's saying, does this in some way affect the avatar? And I think... Yeah. Well, we have to sort of say, separate from this whole idea of mental health and, and the roots of mental health, there are these sort of shapes that might look like a mental health diagnosis. And really what it is, is like, like there our, our lovely person said, like a fairy just being a fairy. What I would say is slightly a lot of alignment fairy are not fully in the seat of their being. Um, and so not fully in the seat of their being can look like this diagnosis. It isn't, <laughs> but it could look like that. So I have some examples of that, but totally separate. It doesn't mean they have this mental health. Hobbits, for instance, might look like they have kind of, they have an anxiety disorder or low IQ. Um, they can be, look a little bit slow when they're a bit stuck. Um, gnomes, there's this word uh, for a depressive disorder called dysthymia, which is like kind of persistently depressed in this low-grade depression. So they can look dysthymic, but they're not. They're just uh, being gnomes. For elves, um, they might get that diagnosis of like a personality disorder, like a narcissist or a borderline personality disorder. Um, that's that sort of extreme elfness. Dwarves, I would say, probably they would tend toward a diagnosis of like anger management <laughs> problems and, uh, you know, they get anger management issues and addiction issues. Potentially. And again, this is like, you could, this is just the avatar being the avatar. Yeah, exactly. And so they're not, it isn't a real diagnosis. It isn't a real diagnosis. It's just a surface level thing, right? And it's generally if that avatar is not fully in the deep, authentic seat yeah. of their own being. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that fairy comes off bipolar. Exactly. But it's just a fairy. <laughs> it's just a fairy. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Um, 
I think the only one I didn't mention is humans. Humans could look bipolar, you know, uh, potentially, or even sometimes when they're, cause they're so dug in with those rules um, and those roles, they might look a little fragmented to the point of kind of what they call schizoid, a little uh, fragmented or, or slightly psychotic um, cause they could get so deranged by not having things be in order. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I love it. I get it. Yeah. Mental health. Not necessarily a thing. Let's go back to the roots. <laughs> Let's get those roots. That's but what we do. But the avatars can come across <laughs> as a... They can fall into a mental health category. Yes. But it's not accurate. We're not saying it's true. It's They're just, just yeah. being themselves. Exactly. Do we have... A, we've got another juicy question kind of in the same line. We do. Um, let's ask it here. What are the difference, different ways avatars relate to addiction? Are some more gravitated to addictive personality tendencies? For instance, like playing video games, drugs and stimulants, sex addiction, overeating, etc. Okay. Um, my turn to go into a long story about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the ad- addiction, mm-hmm. um, again, it's a surface behavioral problem. Although when I say this, I don't mean it's not incredibly uncomfortable, chaotic, destroying your life. Like (laughs) I'm not talking about the significance of it, but the root at the root of addiction, we have a deprivation. Mm. There's a movement of deprivation occurring. Mm. And usually it's one of these belief systems you mentioned, injustice, not safe, unworthy, Mm -hmm. abandonment that are creating a field of deprivation Mm. in your being mm-hmm. um, and so then from that deprivation is this act out yeah um, and again when we're talking about the roots and we're talking about this we might be making it sound simple <laughs> and and it is simple it is not easy yeah and we don't want to underestimate the challenge and the chaotic and the enormous pain and the mm-hmm. incredible um, discomfort and dysregulation that's occurring. We're not trying to downgrade that. We're just saying at the root, you can attend it and it, and it actually is profoundly simple. Um, so when we're looking at, um, this kind of like deep deprivation, which are programs of like, I should, Mm. I have to, I need to, I'm supposed to, like these are conditioned programs that put a field of deprivation in. Right. And then this act out sort of happens out of it. Mm. And the act out can be just unhealthy habits, like uh, distraction by looking at the screen, Mm. distraction by sexuality by Mm. overeating by Mm. over drinking Mm -hmm. over smoking those are at the they can just be unhealthy habits Mm -hmm. but the more dense that root wound or that root belief is the more dense it is the more it creates a kind of a blackout right and so more dense is a compulsion Mm -hmm. so the the compulsion to eat so Mm. it's like a blackout Mm. and then food has gone in yeah and then you kind of come conscious Mm -hmm. or you've blacked out and and sex has occurred and then you come conscious 
or you've blacked out and you're gambling. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a deep trance state. Mm. The trance is that root belief. It's putting mm-hmm. this trance state into you. Gotcha. And then it's, and it's over, it's sort of acting out against mm. the repression. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... If people say this all the time. I don't know what happened. I just, you know, yeah. ate a whole cake. I don't know what happened. I was, I was on the street the next day. Or I'm yep. asleep. Yeah, I'm asleep, asleep at night yeah. and I downed this or I yeah. ate this or I did this. Yeah. Um, and then when we get to addiction, we're talking about a profound density mm. um, of that wound and, an, and a profound avoidance. Mm. So it, it's just like a real, imagine if you, you know, have these like, if you're looking at something that's a habit, it's maybe like a muddy consistency, <laughs> you know, just like this, it's muddy, it's Ugh. confused, yep. and you're just sort of drawn to an unhealthy habit. If it's um, a compulsion, you're just further down the line, mm. and now you're looking at like a thick cake of dirt, you know, mm. where it's just like, it's so dense, there's no aeration, there's no space, right. there's no choice. Yep. And when we're talking about addiction, it's like a rock. Gotcha. There's no space, there's no aeration, and you totally block out, black mm-hmm. out. Um, and those behaviors are so deeply unconscious that no one's there. Mm. So in the compulsion, someone's there, but they're blacked out. Mm-hmm. And they come to. In the addiction, no one's there. Ain't nobody home at all. Yeah. And when they come home, it's brief. Mm. And then they're gone again. And, and it's just the density of that root wound. Right. But it doesn't matter how dense the root wound is. Mm-hmm. The tools to transform it completely mm-hmm. are the same yes and and, and can be applied the same yeah. with the same results it's a bit like i sometimes say if like you if you had a knife in an apple mm. and it was in the center of the apple very deep in the apple how do you get the knife out you pull it out mm-hmm. <laughs> if the knife is halfway in the apple yes. flesh how do you pull it out you pull it out yes. right so it doesn't matter how dense it is yes it's the same tool applied in the same way. So yes. we don't have to fear these densities yes. if we're at the root yeah. and we're putting this skillful tool mm-hmm. towards the root. So when we're looking at this question here um, and we're looking at like, are there different ways avatars relate to addiction? Mm. That's my Passion yeah. project about addiction. <laughs> yes. And we have these, and, and I have, we have this amazing results. We see this again yeah. and again, especially in the embodiment class. When people start to inhabit the body, some of the first layers that are often exposed, like loneliness is a pain body, like mm. comes out. And what we see again, there's an abandonment root in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of overeating or over drinking and that kind of stuff that can, that, that pain body of loneliness, but down mm-hmm. at, down at the root is abandonment is, is creating these behaviors. Mm. So again, addictions behavior at the root, we can attend to it in the same way. It's really yep. simple. Um, and in that case, any avatar can have mm-hmm. a dysfunctional habit, a compulsion, or all the way to an addiction. Right. It's just based on karmically what that density of belief is, how long you've been carrying that belief. How, mm-hmm. when I say karmic, how many lifetimes? Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there are the same thing that you're saying, yeah. like, like the avatar just being the avatar. <laughs> yeah, separate from the addiction totally issue. Totally separate yeah. from that is that, like, for instance, um, you know, a hobbit eats 
good sized meals <laughs> yes. and many of them yes. breakfast and second breakfast so for an elf that would be a that would be a bit bingy <laughs> yes. like that's an elf going elves just don't eat that often or that much yeah. and so the elf if an elf's having a second breakfast, it's a binge. If a <laughs> hobbit's having a second breakfast... It's just second breakfast. It's literally just breakfast. It's just still breakfast. <laughs> totally. There's a bunch of those, right? Yeah. We've got like um, like fairies. We've talked about this before. They can take so much sugar. Totally. It would seem like Like a sugar addiction, addiction. yes. And, and for any other any one. Other, any other one. Yeah, fairies are the only ones yeah. that would... Yeah, exactly. Any, any other avatar eating that much sugar... Mm-hmm. That much simple carbohydrate, it would we'd be looking at avoidance, this, avoidance, and, yeah. distractions. Yes, yes. Uh, Which is know, not to say that fairies eating a lot of sugar might not also also be avoidance for sure. But uh, yeah, the 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 levels are different. Yeah, we, we would be looking at it from a different point of view because it might totally. literally just be the fairy. I might um, say about fairies too is a media addiction. What might look, what might be a, an avoidance and an addictive issue in somebody else might not be with media, you know, not so with fairies. They can consume a lot of media in a day just in the way they can consume a lot of sugar. And we would, I would say the same with gnomes. Like gnomes, that that incredibly persistent, dug in, oh, yeah. research, question, skepticalness. Again, like you're like, you're addicted. You're ad- yes. addicted to being right. Yes. <laughs> From the point of view of another avatar. But it's actually just a gnome being a gnome. (laughs) Funny. Um, (laughs) We were thinking about humans. They can can hold a lot. They can drink and smoke and toke uh, quite a bit. Yeah, it's that balanced uh, avatar that, you know, an elf really cannot hold. No. Like, I'm forever telling elves to just start with just a thimble full of booze it's like instead of use for an elf instead of uh using a shot glass use a thimble yeah as yeah. a shot glass because we are a, we can take a little bit of information and we can process it for a long time mm-hmm. and so that the the inf like a whole shot of <laughs> gin in a tonic is a lot of information and it's overwhelming to an elf. Yeah, that makes sense. But same, but humans and then dwarfs even oh, more. Totally. They could have four gin and tonics potentially, you know. As a comfortable night yep. every single night. Yep. Yep. Dwarfs Here. can toke. Yep. They can uh, boo. Eat. They can eat. They can work out or, you know, like what it might look like a workout addiction yeah. or something like that. Nope. <laughs> they could be at the gym happily for three hours. Because. Stuff bounces off them, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, they're so resilient by nature yeah. that they can, you can pound a lot in there without it having any real effect. Yeah. Yep. So you cannot do that with a fairy or an elf or even a hobbit. Although, you know, a hobbit can have half a beer a day. Yep. 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 Maybe a full day on a thimble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. So in terms of addictions, I would say that it's not an addiction. It's just a dwarf or <laughs> yep. um, hobbits. It's they, not an eating disorder. We just need our snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And lots hobbits and gnomes do really good with herbal mm-hmm. supplementation. Oh, yeah. We can do, you know, I had a sleeping issue, not uh, not not 
too bad ways back. And the only thing that helped were those little CBD gummies. And for somebody else, it would have been too strong. And as an elf, I'm like pharmaceuticals all the way, please. Yeah, it's more refined. Very refined, extremely targeted, you know, very precise thing Meant built in a lab built you know? in a lab like, yeah. that's gonna work in my system but mine's like the natural plant you know yeah. and I want the least I actually want the least refined I want the the gummies that have you know this this nice balance yeah, yeah. so um, so I wouldn't say that there's any proclivity to any single no avatar but the same thing it's like from a distance you might think totally that that just Whatever, that, surface that level. human has this or that hobbit has this, but it's really just them being them. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. And I guess really, you know, the, the point is, is that these roots in you can simply, not easily, mm-hmm. be unraveled and fully transformed. Um, but you're going to have to be looking at from it from a different framework we of course we do this work that's what the whole class series the long form class series with kieran trace is it starts with embodiment moves to accelerated healing and then into the course in fearlessness and it is a full year like a university like yeah. three semester full year college program <laughs> but it is a, a transformative program and there's a there's there's community elements there's you know working with us quite directly a lot Mm -hmm. there's um you know there's just there's a lot of elements to that and so one of the warnings we always tell people is that this work is highly transformative so you have to be willing to be done Mm. with it like done done with your pain done with your pain yeah like fully done and we have had people come into class who are not really fully done and they're going to bounce. They yeah. bounce off of it. It's either they say it's the work is too simple <laughs> <laughs> or um, or they get, you know, just terrified and just pummeled. Of terrified of the exposure of it. and resistance yeah. mm-hmm. there where they just get, yeah. you know, super, super stuck in. That it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of our time. It's a waste mm-hmm. of money. And as I mentioned before, I'm an elf. Do not take my time. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but if if you're really really done with it, yeah, this is how you can tell. Yeah, the free course we keep mentioning that's free right now. Get all the way through that course, like all the way, which is actually more like it's a nine day challenge, but it's actually more like two weeks because yeah. there's stuff practices after. Um, and if you go, oh, I did it all. It was totally easy. Check mark. <laughs> we say start again. Yeah. It's very, very challenging yeah. to make a choice in the day from your body's delicious, the being's delicious. But but mm-hmm. get all the way through it and mm-hmm. then get all the way through seven days to free your mind, mm-hmm. which P.S. is really 14 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and if at the end of seven days to free your mind, you say to me or write to us mm-hmm. and say, it's so delicious. I could do this all day long. Yeah. The freedom is enormous. Then we say you're ready to come to class. Yes, that's that willingness. That's your willingness. Mm-hmm. If you take seven days to free your mind and you find yourself deeper embedded in resistance, you know, write to us. Mm-hmm. We're happy to give you notes. Mm-hmm. We're happy to give you tools um, and, and little hacks. But 
there's levels of resistance that you're just not meeting and you're bypassing because yep. you're willing to be in that resistance. Yep. Yep. So um, let this be an inspiration. Like, mm-hmm. No matter what you've been dodging, mm-hmm. and maybe you've been dodging it your whole life, an anxiety mm-hmm. disorder, bipolar, mm-hmm. depressive, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. this manias, what, whatever it is. You are totally capable of this level of transformation. You're built out for it. The yep. tools are profoundly simple. They're inside of you. We just happen to have a whole community and a precise map of how mm-hmm. to do it. Yep. And you just have to be ready. Yeah, exactly. It's just whether it's right, but 100% of everybody listening totally and completely capable yeah. you're, you're ready for it if if you're ready when you're ready okay. <laughs> you'll know so this is the end of our alternative podcast <laughs> back to Your regularly scheduled programming <laughs> regularly scheduled avatar programming next week see you then thank you for listening we obviously love hearing what you think your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Bye.